0: Game begin. Hello there. Hey Dagum Nerds fans! You can kinda guess based off of my intro what we're talking about here in episode 98. We're talking the Obi-Wan series finale, and what were our thoughts on the series as a whole? And back behind the mic we have for the first time in season three the one the only aaron bro i am
1: back the return return is here (laughs) uh thrilled to be here got some thoughts on this and uh as you could probably guess spoilers ahead so if you haven't seen Mm obi-wan uh make sure to check it out before you listen because we are going to be talking through some of the deeper plot points and yeah
0: actually if you haven't seen it you want to go home and rethink your life uh so with that, let's dive in. Well, welcome Aaron to season wow. 3.
1: <laughs> it's good. It's good to be back. It's good to be home. I feel I feel like Obi-Wan wandering in the desert aimless.
0: Yeah, see, I really am Bail Organa that had to come find you in your cave to remind you, you that you, know. you are still a dad. I I You've know. been trained in the ways of the dadgum nerds and you need to return. <laughs> To help us find our kidnapped episode.
1: Well, you know, if there was something that was gonna pull me back in, uh, it was you knew it was gonna be Lord of the Rings or Star Wars, and here we are with Star Wars, and it feels good to be back. I hate to be away for so long. Dad, life has been uh, quite the calling recently. Oh yeah, um, but always, always good to talk Star Wars.
0: Well, we we always support choosing family and uh, career over nerd because that is that that is the healthy. Priority list, but that having been said, we've missed you terribly, and I haven't had anyone else to back me up that reading is good between trips. I know. And I I figured. So, see, I, I was needed actually, you. I needed you, Aaron. I You're know. I hope. felt
1: I felt horrible. I was like, here, here. I've left Zach to you know the whims of Kevin, who <laughs> is you know goodness knows what he's bashing these days, um, including reading. um
0: Well, Kevin has given up all hope on Star Wars television. And so it was it's, is constantly it's, berating me at how low all of the new series rank on imdb
1: it's funny and i know we're gonna dig into it in a minute it's funny because i wasn't sure if he was gonna be on this episode or not but i was already prepared i was like all right we already know kevin's take he hates it there's nothing that can do to possibly <laughs> change his mind he's gonna hate it mm-hmm. he's gonna have his reasons for hating it it's just you know that's gonna be what it is um this is an interesting one to come back on, though. I'm excited for it.
0: Oh well, I I knew we had to have you back on for discussion when uh, a couple couple nights after the premiere, you sent me a long bullet pointed text with <laughs> all of your qualms and opinions and praises, and I'm like, we got to get this man behind the mic again so we can hear him. Uh, got to get that that Aaron Brown opinion. Uh, <laughs> but before that, I Any like opinion? what's up with you? It's it's been six months. Since you've been on the, the DGN scene. So, what's new in the world of Brown? Uh,
1: you know, it's, I, I hate to, I hate to code it. It's, you know, it's work these days, right? It's work. Mm-hmm. And we got young boys who are growing up, who are cute as ever. Um, we got, we got summer is in, is, is basically in full swing now. So, we've got field trips and summer camps and uh, all that good stuff going on. It's been great. Life's, life has been a total whirlwind the past the past few months but pretty much all good stuff which is which has been great um but in the midst of it we've still had time to uh watch things like obi-wan and i haven't no spoilers because i haven't finished the newest season of stranger things um but as these things have come oh, out I'm still trying we need to, to do an episode on stranger of things time. i know i know um cameron and i are playing a lot of the skywalker saga lego star wars video nice. games yes it is excellent for uh for anyone hasn't played it and anyone who's not oh you know that's a kid's game i'm like yeah it is but it's amazing
0: it's legitimately fun but here's here's the here's the scandalous thing it's actually fun it's amazing (laughs) and i was it's so
1: cool because he's played the original uh lego star wars games which came Mm -hmm. out probably when i was in high school because yeah yeah, it probably would have been like 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 mid to early high school when those came out um and i still enjoyed them back then like still play them so when i introduced him to those um when he was a little bit younger uh he he's loved playing those well the skywalker saga is like a whole new level of that like there's a legitimate Mm -hmm. i don't know if you've played it but there's like first person shooter elements it's lego so it's not You know violent or any i mean it is but it's like lego violence um first person shooter elements and like some you have to be a lot more precise there's a lot more going on Hmm. it's it's a lot more open-ended than than the original ones which i think makes it great and it's been cool to see him like learn and figure things out and and have a lot of fun with it and Uh, He just recently unlocked Boba Fett. So, yes, I applaud his character choices because that's the other thing about this one. The the uh, Lego, the little Lego money, the studs, the Lego studs you have to collect to buy things. Um, I don't know how there's like 300 characters to buy or like characters or variations of characters. Because there's like, you know, 15 different versions of Luke because he has so many different costumes. And that was not true. There was a lot to buy in the original ones, but like he... Boba Fett's like five hundred thousand little Lego studs, and I'm like, all right, bud.
0: Like you wow, buy him, that's because like, he's he's worth
1: a lot to me. I mean, he's worth it. He's worth it. But anyway, <laughs> it's it's that's been a lot of fun. But yeah, life has been life has been crazy, but still got to still got to get fit Obi Wan in there and a, and a couple other things.
0: Well, uh, I have not played video games with Rowan yet. I, I mean, you know, he's he's freshly minted three. And mm-hmm. I, I still don't know if he, he would quite get the, like, cause and effect. Like, like, he could probably somewhat understand, but do anything productive? Absolutely not. Um, right. So right. M- maybe maybe another six months and he could be at controller level. But I have started him on Lego Star Wars TV shows on Disney+. Plus, and yes. he absolutely loves them, which I'm all for because – Once you hear your child come up to you and go, Daddy, I want to watch Star Wars, just the fatherly pride and just the swelling of your inner nerddom, like you want to be like, yes, son, let's just, (laughs) I'm going to cancel all work plans and we're going to do nothing but watch Star Wars this weekend. Uh, But turns out. The
1: puns, the pun level in those shows are. This is why
0: Lego Star Wars is just, it's my, it's my spirit animal is Lego Star Wars. Because you have the Star Wars and puns combined, uh, I mean, what more could you ask for? I I've not played uh, the Skywalker Saga yet. I plan on buying it once Rowan gets to video game level uh, or video game age. Uh, but I have been enjoying reading some of the titles of the missions. Oh so, yes, yes. Better call Mall.
1: Better call Mall. <laughs> um, there, uh, a well laid like Leia trap or something like that. Like it, it was, it was one of those things where like. Did Zach? Did Zach write these? Was he paid by <laughs> Travelers Tales or whoever made this game to to write these? Um, no, it's a great game. It's a great game, and it's it's funny. It's kind of a good segue into um, into the Obi Wan show because mm-hmm. you know I have, as you and I both have, such deep fond memories of Star Wars when we were kids, and we were mm-hmm. at that unique age where. We had the original trilogy before the um, the special editions came out, like only briefly, only briefly. I was very young, but I, I saw the right. original trilogy before the special editions. Then the special editions come out in theaters in 97. OK, so in my mind, as a young kid, then I don't realize like, oh, this is this has been out for you know, twenty years at this point and and everyone's been waiting for this. I'm like, oh, this is natural. Like I get into Star Wars and now there's Star Wars remastered. Sweet, they're releasing a
0: sequel in two. Right. Years. <laughs> here it goes.
1: And all the merchandising that I mean is already pretty big because Star Wars merchandising was our uh, kind of always big. Um but you got this new wave of of Star Wars merchandising. So we go to, you know, Walmart or wherever as a kid and it's just Star Wars toys everywhere. And I don't know like that this is not normal. Like I'm like, this is the world as it is. Two years right. later, Phantom Menace comes out. Which, you know, say what you will about Phantom Menace, but it took the Star Wars, you know, excitement and everything to this whole next level. And this was the oh, normal. Star for us.
0: Wars craze was a thing. I mean, it took over Kentucky Fried Chicken, Burger King. It was in Taco well Bell everywhere. Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. got the I mean, toys. Yep. Oh, yeah. Phantom Menace. Yeah, it oh, was everywhere. How they scored that. But that was
1: – it's funny because we, we just don't – we're right at that perfect age where we don't know a world where there was like a lull in Star Wars. Uh, yeah. Which is what is so interesting to me about the Obi-Wan show because – and there's a lot to dig into here. Some – amazingly great and some mind like head scratchingly. What are you doing? What is this? I mean, my,
0: my review, my review of the Obi-Wan show in a movie title would be the good, the bad, and the ugly.
1: And it's kind of that percentage. (laughs) It's, it's, it's true. And it's, and we'll, we'll, we'll go into kind of breaking this down, but I, it was like, I texted you. I was like, I've, I don't know that I've ever seen, a show or particularly anything in star Wars, like Disney era or before where for 10 minutes, you can have something where I'm just sitting there with my mouth hanging open going, what in the world is this mouth (laughs) hanging open? Not in a good way. Like, what are you, what are we doing? What are we, what are the writers doing? doing, What are we doing with (laughs) this? And then the next 10 minutes after that can be absolutely pitch perfect classic in the feels star wars um i don't think i've ever seen it with with such wild swings because you have you know excluding the original trilogy you have the prequels which i like don't love but i like you know and they have good moments but they don't have many great moments and then they of course have like not so great moments and you look at mandalorian and it's like solid through the whole thing Mm -hmm. and then you have book of boba which I don't know if y'all talked. did we, did we talk about that on the show? Okay. Mixed feelings. Uh, You and I have
0: talked about it, but we, but we have talked about it on the show. So we've, we've been there, done that.
1: This would be another episode. So I'll leave it at, that is not what I was hoping it would be. So this is the one that I think is like the most bipolar star Wars Hmm. thing. I've seen probably ever, certainly in a long time of just the highs were really high and the lows were (laughs) just really low um but i will say getting into where where the highs are really high i thought there was more certainly more good than bad and that i did walk away with something that really in the disney era of star wars the only thing that's captured it has been mandalorian and that's hmm. something that i feel like like truly felt like star wars to me like the not not and, and everyone Star Wars is such a vast universe now, and, and in both its own universe and ours. So you have literally different generations, and the people who who are younger and they gravitate towards the sequels. That's fi- Like okay, you do you. I'll think what I want to think on that. <laughs> um, but You're
0: this like, was it's the okay one to be wrong. You do you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the one that I felt like was like oh wow this this took me this one took me back because it also straddled both original, like original trilogy and prequels so well.
0: Yeah. And both I, and both those things were
1: such a deep part of my childhood.
0: It's interesting you talk about how polarizing the experience could be, and yet this is meant to be the connecting sinew in live action between mm-hmm. the prequels, which has you know, it, its own level of hate and bad reaction amongst fans, though ironically seems to be vastly improving as nostalgia starts to become this rose-colored glasses, and it, yes. maybe that's just yeah. the, the, the pendulum swing of people really didn't like the sequels, and so they like, we don't even realize how good we had it. Um, oh, I think but, it's absolutely that. But but it also is the connective tissue to the, you know, the original trilogy. I mean, you right. can make the argument, you know, Rogue One is also in, in that that same lineup but I mean to me Rogue One is meant to be the immediate prequel preview of episode 4 like I, I've, I've right. done the whole watch Rogue One and then immediately watch New Hope and it, it's remarkably good other than Darth Vader takes a huge chill pill between Rogue One and New Hope um, but uh, yeah I, I, I'd say I think the hate that Obi-Wan is receiving in reviews is unwarranted.
1: I agree. I was surprised because
0: because it is actually surprised. the lowest rated. After the finale, it's official. It it has lower ratings than Book of Boba.
1: See, that that and I know different people have different takes on Star Wars and again it's a large it's a large universe and there's things that people are going to like and people don't like. That surprises me a lot and i mm-hmm. and I, I think going back to the whole high highs and low lows i think the low lows in obi-wan were i i don't know there were some pretty low lows in boba but i think the highs of obi-wan far surpass what we saw well, in in book of boba which is what uh, maybe that's just me but that surprises me that this is the lowest rated i don't i personally I I would say it's my opinion but this whole thing is just our opinion like that I don't think it's deserving of that I think it's much more solid than that even flawed as it is
0: and I think that comes down to expectation calibration Mm -hmm, because I feel mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I feel like verifiably Book of Boba is the weaker of the two shows from a writing perspective to story beats but I don't think anyone had any expectations going into Book of Boba because unless you were like you and me who have read the the Bounty Hunter Wars and the, mm-hmm. the Mandalorian armor and like all this extra material around Boba Fett, you know, probably played the Bounty Hunter game. So you have that additional classic layer Underrated of, classic. of Django Fett to help fill in some of the gaps. You know, we knew what this could be. Based off of the the height that we had seen that character mm-hmm. achieve in the EU, and and, and also it, like speaking of the EU, like if you read the the fate of the Jedi series, also seeing how you know Boba right, goes on Boba to become actually... the Mandalore of Mandalore, right, like all, you know, right. rising to his ancestral right. So like we know in the EU what this character should be, whereas you know the the Kevin's of the world go. Oh, you mean that wimp that fired his gun once and then got hit by a stick into a sarlacc pit? You know, right? Like, I, right. You know, we, we we don't get the hype. So I think for everyone else, even though as a show, Book of Boba, I think is worse. People didn't have the same expectations going into it, so they were easier on it because they're like, okay, well, you know, it was cool. I got to see Boba Fett riding a rain That's awesome. Um, you know, they they were in it for the eye candy
1: right which is interesting because when i look at when i compare the two uh it's still yeah it really just does surprise me that that obi-wan's rated lower because and and i know there's a there's a bunch of factors that play into this but i look at it and for me i go okay but book of boba rewrote the entire character of boba fett and i don't think Mm -hmm. you necessarily have had to have read um the the expanded universe, pre Disney Expanded Universe novels, like understand that. Like look at him in Empire Strikes Back. I mean, this guy is a cold blooded killer. He will like you pay him, he'll take him out. He's a man of few words. Um, that's who he is. That is not who he is in, in no. Book of Boba. He's this he's this kind of heart of gold guy who um yeah sure what? he was a bounty hunter but he was probably just making ends meet and he kind of wants to atone for that more or less and he you know he's here to, to help out the 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 people the who are having a, a harder lot in life and it's like that is not why Bobo would try and take over a crime syndicate he would do it to be its leader to make money and you know get people out of his way um, so but I look at Obi-Wan and I go yeah there's parts of of the story that I, I that played into the character that I'm like yeah I could probably have done without that but as a character as a whole I felt like it was very much what you would expect from prequel Obi-Wan going into into original trilogy Obi-Wan my biggest gripe there and maybe maybe this is where I start dissecting kind of the, the things I liked and things I didn't like is I I didn't like that they they seem to have completely stripped him of his his force abilities right like he he, they were still there but he had kind of like thrown the force away and i wonder you know on that i'm like i don't think that's i don't know if that's what obi-wan really would have done i i appreciate that it's the whole hey i failed anakin um the jedi order is extinct Save for the few that are escaping, we'll we'll get into that. I know there are people who had problems with that, and I yeah, actually by the
0: few there's now don't as much now it's even it's even now a more normal and like now it's really normal to just have a, a random Jedi that's hiding out right. in the town,
1: right? Right. Um, but yeah, having him having him be I, I, having him go into hiding on Tatooine, of course that's what has to happen. That's what he did. Um, but to kind of rot away in a cave more or less and kind of lose his connection well, to the it force was, uh,
0: i don't it know was but luke i get where Skywalker thing all character again. I, mean. I i felt like they took the same like crestfallen uh disillusioned luke skywalker from the last jedi and just mm-hmm. extrapolated that onto obi-wan mm-hmm, and i'm like mm-hmm. first off it didn't make sense with luke and it doesn't make sense with obi-wan either like yes yeah. he's going to be covert he's going to be in hiding but to have just this overall persona of having given up on the jedi yeah like i in the scene where the the other runaway jedi you know on the run um Mm -hmm. on 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 the lamb uh
1: was that also ended up on tatooine okay
0: right yeah (laughs) Uh, it was good but the part where he was like you know the the jedi order is over we lost like well if that's truly your opinion, then why are you hiding out so that you can eventually train the son of Anakin Skywalker? Like yeah, if, you, think, if you've truly yeah. given up and the Jedi are lost, then what was the whole point of what you and Yoda right. did?
1: Right. And I get it from like, when you're writing a, a show that has six episodes, you-, you have to have some kind of character arc. And I, I, I completely get that as like as writers, but I wish the struggle had maybe been, Obi-Wan needs to struggle. That's that's storytelling. But I, it it just seemed like with boba it seemed very out of it seemed very out of character but what was different was that was like part of his story arc it wasn't his whole personality and who he was which i appreciated like actually going into one of the the best parts of it let's just give it up ewan mcgregor oh. i mean he came back oh. with a vengeance i mean he is oh we want he he is as cemented as Obi Wan as Alec Guinness is, and I Alec Guinness I know Amen. is like you know like old school Hollywood like revered actor, brilliant you know Bridge on the River Kwai is one of my favorite movies. Um, but Ewan McGregor is is Obi Wan just as much as he is in my oh mind. he
0: is Obi Wan when I hear Obi Wan speak, it's Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Now Ben Kenobi it's Alec Guinness of course, but but right. when I think Obi Wan ewan mcgregor is my paradigm and And he came and came back into a like a a hand in glove oh yeah uh, didn't skip a beat to 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 my shame um and, and you will understand how this is to my shame before meredith and i got married uh she had confessed that she had never seen uh the prequels in their entirety and so well, I was it's good like, to
1: get that stuff out before you I well, see married.
0: these are the get conversations stuff. you need to have pre-marriage right <laughs> like get all those skeletons out of the closet um, So I was like, all right this is a prerequisite or I don't know if I can go down that aisle Like, so had she watched... not
1: seen like whole movies or she had like seen parts of all
0: of them She had seen parts but but it always been oh, okay. like you know her brothers were watching them or it was on TV and her family ah, was but like had okay, never sat okay. down watched all of them. Well we did episode one. We then uh, muscled our way through episode two, um, which the dialogue doesn't get any better um, no matter how many times you watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, it reminds me of that scene in Parks and Rec with Andy Dwyer saying, like, it's kind of like The Expendables 2. The first time I watched it, hated it. The second and third time, I'm thinking, all right, maybe there's something here. But then the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth time? No, it's awful. It's just a bad movie. (laughs) That's how I kind of feel about episode two. Um, But I realized that we had started episode three but never finished it. So Mm. Meredith was like, hey, I've never actually seen all of Revenge of the Sith start to finish. She had Mm. seen the whole movie but never start to finish in one sitting. So this, this was the night that it dropped, you know, Friday, uh, you know, May 28th, whatever the premiere date was. And I was like, oh, we can't watch this without you not having the context of right. Revenge of the Sith. So we actually watched Revenge of the Sith in one sitting and the first episode of Obi-Wan. Oh, and nice, I'll tell you, nice. I, And I'll tell you what, to Ewan McGregor's glowing credit, th- there feels like there is no – skip of of him being in the mantle of obi-wan That'd like be, other than a couple perfect. additional face wrinkles i mean it's which, he, character... which he would have right 10 years later yeah 10 years in the tatooine twin sons you're gonna have a little yep. bit of you know yeah. skin skin nope. uh damage
1: brilliant and that was and and that's the other thing i think maybe surprises me as to how and and i recognize yeah the difference between Book of Boba and, and and obi-wan is like a tenth of a percentage point but still it's one of those the things I look at and go, okay, but book of Boba while the actor is it Tamara Morrison? Is that his yeah. name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he, you know, played Django brilliantly and did, did a great job as Boba. Um, he was just playing the character as he was told to play it. Um, right. And in some statements that came out afterwards, seems to have second thoughts on how some of it was written. Um, but Ewan and McGregor is a whole other, like he's a whole other level. When it comes to this mm-hmm. this kind of thing, and it, it it does surprise me that like that alone wouldn't bump it up a little bit more because he really I mean you he he had to carry the show and he and he did now warts and all none of it being I don't think his fault he's not the one who wrote it um, that actually leads me to the second thing that is both uh, I think a a positive and a criticism which is I think Hayden Christensen was criminally underused oh and that absolutely. that goes into several aspects so one you have darth vader back and mm-hmm. hayden christensen you know let's 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 go back on this guy for a second he was given just almost un uns like un, Unspeakable unusable dialogue <laughs> in in episode two the poor guy, mm-hmm. like you give that to anyone, they're not going to be able to do something with it. In episode three, you know, you you have this lead up into becoming Vader. And once he becomes Vader and marches on the temple, now we're in like full-blown Vader mode. But there, it takes a little while, even it's like mm-hmm. over halfway through the movie to get to that point, and And you're giving him this, this dialogue. It just, just doesn't work. I don't think Hayden Christensen – is a bad actor i think he was given scripts with really crummy dialogue and george lucas for as brilliant as he is as far as storytelling goes even admits like he's not particularly good at directing actors well, and actresses on set
0: and he's not a dialogue writer he's right. he's a, he's a and he doesn't crafter. care yeah he mm-hmm. doesn't
1: care he sees dialog He's admitted like interviews he's like yeah i mean you have to have something, but I'm more interested in yeah. Crafting this world and moving the story forward than like perfecting this dialogue. Um, and it shows, um, but he was woefully underused. Like you have, you got Hayden Christensen back from Vader retirement who Mm -hmm. gets a second shot to play this character. Right. And we knew he was obviously going to be in the mask, but you also don't want to bring Hayden back and like not have his face show. And Mm-hmm. I liked the moment where he and Obi-Wan were training together. Like that was really like, again, maybe, maybe imperfect, but it was, like this is really cool. Like this flashback of them training together. Like
0: this is pretty cool. Um, well, and, the, and it's something that unless you really are, it, if you read a lot of the clone Wars novels that are now legends, or if you played the video games or if you watch clone Wars, in the movies you really don't see anakin and obi-wan being brothers that's you see right, the master and apprentice dynamic in episode two but you never see them being equals well which... that's
1: because they're not they're not together most of the movie yeah after mm-hmm. after padme goes into boo they don't get they're not packed together until the end on geonosis mm-hmm. um and it's clear like through some of the storytelling and uh and actually funny enough some of the dialogue like they've been on a lot of adventures together if you had just seen episode two you know and hadn't read books or anything like that um but it's not it's not made as big a deal i guess as it as it as it could be um but yeah poor i i feel bad like poor hayden like he he has a second chance and i thought there were amazing moments with darth vader i thought there were just like eyebrow raising what are we doing here moments with darth vader but I think the worst part with this is you have Hayden Christensen come back as Darth Vader, and he's not the main bad guy in this story.
0: Yeah, or someone
1: explain that to me.
0: Yeah, it takes a second fiddle to Darth Reva. And but and before we go off on that tangent, um, I wanted to see more PTSD with Obi Wan because to mm-hmm. me, I was hoping that we would not see a crestfallen like the Jedi have lost, just give up. On the Jedi uh, version of Obi-Wan that we saw, at least in episode and part of episode two. I wanted to see an Obi-Wan that was racked with guilt on losing his best friend. So for me, when they land on that first planet with him and Leia, and he sees Hayden in the Jedi robe like off in the distance... Mm-hmm. I wanted more of that in the show. That's uh, right, because that of him really a,
1: pops up early on. It was the one time.
0: Now, he had yeah. he had a couple of, like, nightmare flashbacks that really just ended up being, like, little sizzle reels of the prequel trilogy. Um, oh, yeah. But, okay, so on that for a second, I was like, these are memories
1: of things that you weren't even there for. Yeah, How that he, would that be he, your that he perspective? never even like, saw. Like, like, I get... I get why they're doing it, like, is it, it for the audience's it's sake. It's for but the it was audience, like, right? You're thinking I was like, this isn't even your person, This is a third person view of something you weren't even <laughs> experiencing. How is this? What? Okay. I, it's the I force, mean, it's I where guess. you have to just
0: turn. Yeah, you have to say the force gave him clairvoyance. Right. Um, right. But <laughs> I, the the thought struck my mind as well as I'm like, uh, what is it? Um, it's kind of like how in Loki. Uh, when he seen it did you ever see Loki yeah oh, yeah you, you watch Loki. That was, that well, when great. he sees the flashback of all his his memories with Thor and right. there's people online going like how did he see this third person <laughs> you <laughs> know same thing with the the, tre- the prequel flashbacks but I wanted to see more haunted obi-wan like
1: yeah and that's the key haunted is different from like shattered man
0: right like I've like, given up not even used the right. force in years like you know I, I right. buried my lightsaber in the sand. Like, I right. would be more like, I have to keep up this mantle so I can keep the spark alive. Because, I mean, that's what he's doing. Like, if, if he didn't have hope, there wouldn't be the new hope ben so, actually it's in funny. episode four, right? I, that was like,
1: exactly what I was going to say earlier when we were talking about this, is you're going into a movie called A New Hope, and, boy, Obi-Wan really has lost a lot of that for, like... And, you know, I think that's the thing, too. When you, when you put him, like, down in the dumps as he was you almost forget his whole purpose on being on tatooine is to keep luke safe until it's time
0: to to train train him.
1: him yeah and and i get you can have that conflict of like hey last time i trained someone it didn't turn out so well that's the ptsd you're talking about that's 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 different from being i've given up like the jedi lost we're all destroyed the force is I'm abandoning, you know, the force or not. even. He didn't even, I guess he didn't even like actively abandon using the force. He just kind of let it go after a while. And just like, it's like you worked out, you know, five times a week for years and then decided I'm just not going to do this anymore. And you just it, it, atrophy and, and kind of it starts to dwindle. And
0: that's yeah, what himself. we saw was force dad bod Obi-Wan, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I
1: and tying that in, and I, I know there's been, and I'm not gonna like, I know there's been so much said about Riva, that's her name, right? Riva,
0: yeah, Darth Riva, yeah, or no, not Darth, it's, it's just, just, just Riva, the third yeah, Reva. sister,
1: yeah, and whatever, the, the I my 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 criticism comes strictly from there are some things with their storyline that just don't make sense. And mm-hmm. I would have preferred I, – and I don't mind – I like having the Inquisitors in there. I, I think that, that makes a lot of sense, not the, because it ties into Rebels as much, but because it ties into the Fallen Order video game, which I really enjoy. See, Fallen playing. Order.
0: That, there's, a, there's a lot in this this series in particular that brought to canon, and I guess now they're like fully leaning into – no, Fallen Order is canon. Because, um, I mean, it, even the way Obi-Wan broke into the fortress was the same way – Cal does. I I
1: actually when I was sitting there, so Caitlin watched it through with me. Um, okay. From, like we watched every episode together. Yes. Yeah, so and when Meredith. they got when they got to that base, I was like, hold on a second. And I I actually turned to her and I said, I think Cal Custis is actually going to show up. Like I thought that was something they could have kept under their hat because we knew they were going to be cameos and everything. And I thought, huh, like this could make sense there. He didn't. I would have liked it. I know there's some people who said they wouldn't, but I would have liked it. But yeah, I mean she she was it was one of those and like this is fine. Like I don't there's nothing to me that's like that's like off the chart, like couldn't stand it. It was just that her motivations and her story arc, it it felt like not quite like game of thrones level or not get well kind of game of thrones but more um i guess last jedi level of like um subverting expectation it wasn't quite that level but it was this whole let's have a twist that she was a youngling that anakin spared but see, it and then she it got wasn't mad. even
0: a twist because you open the series up with hmm. introducing the idea that these younglings escaped and so then when you then immediately go to Tatooine and see the Inquisitors, you already have in your mind, oh, these mm. were the younglings that survived that first scene. So to me, it wasn't even a twist. And in addition, if her motivation is to backstab Vader, she picked the most circuitous route possible in which to get at him. I mean, the, yeah, it, it just her entire plan didn't make sense to me. Like, all right, so here's your plan. I'm going to deliver Obi-Wan, the hardest Jedi to find, to get in your good graces so that it can be the Grand Inquisitor so that in some point I can stab you. It seems like there'd be much easier ways to gain an audience and or work against him. Uh, but, But then to also just think that, all right, so in a room full of other dark Jedi who are all about, you know, sensing the anger and vengeance and ambition within you, None of them are going to see past this, which, of course, they turn on their head when the twist to her twist is, oh, Grand Inquisitor, the other person who didn't die from a direct lightsaber stab Mm. in the chest wound, goes, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, we knew you were hoping to betray us, and we used that against you. So it just seemed like her entire story ended up being like this Three Stooges, like, (laughs) yeah, we knew about it the whole time. It actually meant nothing. Um, Yeah. And and then – I didn't understand, so if you're gunning for Vader and then you see this transmission from Bail Organa saying that this kid is on Tatooine, what was her M.O. to go kill Luke? Because nothing tied him to Vader or Anakin. Nothing, uh, if anything, she'd be like mad at Obi-Wan for ruining her plan, so if this kid is valuable to Obi-Wan, then she's going to go kill this kid but that doesn't make sense because if you if you're trying to sympathize with her as an audience, like oh, so she's trying to be a good guy, just going about it the wrong way, that whole escapade of hers on Tatooine didn't make any sense. Yeah, and that's my, and I think there was. She I'd should have, have, have died. It. There was a line. She should have died on uh, not Jayabem, but it began with a J, but like. She should have died on that planet. Like, you try to kill Vader, you fail. He toys with you during what I thought was arguably one of the cooler fights in the whole series mm. was Vader versus her. And then she should have died. And I, I think that would have been a more satisfying arc to her character. Like, yeah, if you screw with Vader, you get stabbed.
1: You mess – yeah, you mess with the Vader, you get the saber. That's – that's <laughs> – Yeah. That, and and I agree. And I, I think there was a line – there was – and I, I'm blame, I need to rewatch it. It was one of those – there was some loose connection to her figuring out that Luke was the offspring of, of Vader. And, and I understand from a writing standpoint, they're also trying to think, how do we put Luke in danger? Because if it's not her and, and, and Anakin slash Vader doesn't know that Luke's his son, which he wouldn't. Uh, well, okay. I take that back. He does. Uh, but obviously doesn't know where he is. Um, there were other ways to do it though. So and, and this I think is going to be like the thread that runs through my whole commentary which is I don't hate the idea, there were just better ways to to execute on this. You've got to connect put, the sure, dots. Of course put Luke in danger. Like you can't you don't want to have him in the show just doing nothing, but there were other ways to make that dramatic because going back to that last, and this is this is what I'm talking about. You have these these parts that are just like just bad two parts that are brilliant that whole part at the Lars homestead at the end I was like okay let me break this let me break this down okay so she shows up um and some you know knows that Luke is is Vader's offspring so in order to hurt him the most she's gonna kill his child okay if I somehow could buy that here we go okay Aunt Beru has a hidden cache of weapons in a wall somewhere (laughs) that Uncle Owen From the look on his face, didn't know about. Okay. Uncle Owen having a hidden cache of weapons somewhere? Totally makes sense. A secret one that Amperu just, like, put in a wall. Like, come on. That makes no sense. Then she shows up. They shoot at her multiple times. And the... The lady, the Inquisitor, who is going toe-to-toe with Vader...
0: Vader can't beat two farmers. Can't
1: (laughs) beat Owen Lars swinging some metal pole at her. And while I love... Look, and I'll talk about Owen. I mean, he was the other... If if Ewan McGregor was, like, here, he was, like, right there. He was pitch-perfect brilliant on playing Uncle Owen. Um, But that whole fight thing, I was like, this makes no sense. He actually managed to injure her. Like, that doesn't... Mm -hmm. Like, come on. And you
0: you can make the argument like, yeah, well, she's recovering from a lightsaber stab. But at the same time, I'm like, even a stabbed force user is going to cut right through whatever moisture farmer defense they can pit. Which not only that, their tactics didn't make sense because they have long range rifles. Wouldn't have made way more sense to, while she's way off, shoot at her instead of here, let's let her get literally in our home and then pop out behind a flower vase. <laughs> and this is this is what again it's one of those things where I'm like I like the
1: idea of someone coming to the Lars homestead to kill Luke as a kid and them saying hey the the Tuscan raiders are out in force tonight we need to, for you to be safe you need to go back here we're going to be right." like that's a really cool scene in my mind but it gets silly when you have her show up doing what she did and then you have Obi-Wan like I know light speed is fast It's not that fast, right? It doesn't get you there like 10 minutes later. Um, And then, of course, and I think this is this is a problem that any any writer has when you're when you're writing a prequel. Um, We all know Luke isn't going to die. We all know that Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru aren't going to die. Um, So how do you create tension when you know that's the end result? When they know they're going to be okay. It can be done because there are movies that have done it very well. In fact, when Caitlin and I were talking about this episode afterwards, I brought up the movie Valkyrie, the one with Tom Cruise, about the plot to kill Hitler. And we all know how that ends. Obviously, the the German officer's plot to kill Hitler doesn't work. But yet Mm -hmm. through the whole movie, the way it's done, you're sitting there going, wow, maybe they really can change history, even though deep in your mind, you know, that's not actually the case. You're sitting there going, I know exactly how this ended and yet. And yet I'm intrigued by it. And I'm like hanging on to, to every moment of the movie. Um, Again, same thing. Great idea, but just don't think this is the way to go about it. And then I don't know. I thought it got kind of courted like, oh, I couldn't do it. And she brings in like, obviously he's not dead. So why are we holding on this shot? And like this kind of thing. And, but then it goes into like the last ten minutes of the last episode, and I loved every single second of it. Like bringing Leia back to her adoptive parents, this mm-hmm. the little talk that Obi Wan has with them about like this is what you got you got that from your mother, you got this from your father. You know he goes tattooing. He meets he he meets luke officially for the first time he has the t16 skyhopper toy that you see him model that he's flying around in episode four you have you know he goes and then of off course and he says the sunset, thing. basically he says he the says... thing you knew it had to show up it was i you still love it you still love it mm-hmm. then you have you know you have qui-gon show up as a cameo Liam neeson makes a cameo like these days like oh my goodness it was one thing after another another <laughs> absolutely brilliant um Mm -hmm. and that's why it's so hard It's like high highs and low lows um but going back real quick to the hayden christian we've we've gone down a lot of paths here but going back to the hayden Christensen thing i just vader did make up he was in it quite a bit but i i do like to your point i I felt like he played second fiddle to the inquisitors and i don't know it was just it's hard to me it's hard to have an obi-wan show where you got Hank Christensen back, and he's playing second fiddle to any, any bad guy. Just doesn't feel right to me. Um, I'd mentioned, I'd mentioned Uncle Owen. Also, pretty much perfect, mm-hmm. grumpy, but cares. Yeah, uh, you know, doesn't really care, like Obi Wan. I mean, not a, to mention a,
0: a master class in burn. When uh, you know he's he's there confronting Obi Wan, i like, I'm that here to.
1: Uncle Owen pun burn.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I have seen the memes where like, wow, that was a good burn there, Uncle Owen. Just wait till episode four. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have seen those uh circulating online. Um but but his whole like like you trained his father. Oh you know uh, But
1: that's his that I love it. I love it. That's like his his whole He's a his farmer character. He's and a he, farmer. He's grumpy, he 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 works Probably, you know, every day just to make ends meet, you have, you know, this guy who comes and drops this kid off and says, hey, you're his family. This is what happened to your stepbrother, you know, and then he and and in true Owen fashion, he's like, yeah, of course. What are we going to do? Say no. (laughs) Like, yeah, of course, I'm going to raise him. Of course, I'm going to raise him. But you you go away. You're nothing but you just bring trouble wherever you Mm go. And and Owen is the one it's, – it's, I've always loved that character because he's one of the very few people who know the truth about Luke, and yet he's this lowly Tatooine farmer who knows, like, one of the greatest secrets the biggest in their, secrets. Entire, you know, in their entire galaxy um, and keeps it and would, and it, it would and die. And keeps to it keep in this
0: show. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I say and keeps it in the show, like even after being confronted at Saber Point by Reva he holds his own Um, and I and
1: and those are the moments where I'm like perfect perfect like uh, that's exactly what that character would do he would not give it up under under threat um and he sees and I think that's the cool thing too like him kind of pushing Obi-Wan away and keeping Obi-Wan at arm's length is also him protecting Luke Mm -hmm. because he 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 sees again he sees Obi-Wan as this bringer of trouble and um problems trouble follows him wherever he goes um and it was funny because I was talking with Caitlin and I I'd made that after the, after we'd seen the whole the whole show. And I made that point of, wow, that's really cool, because I loved seeing that connection of, of Obi-Wan and, and Luke. And, and she mm-hmm. she was like, oh, yeah, I guess I never realized that before episode four. That was not the first time that Obi-Wan and Luke had encountered each other in episode four after the Tusken Raider attack. Um, yeah. Cause Luke knows, and,
0: a, Oh, you mean old Ben? Like, like he's right. Uh, but he's and just kind of like, you know, someone at church that you've met once or twice. Like, Oh right. yeah. That guy, right. I know of they, him.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. And there's, and I don't remember exactly which now there's mention, and maybe it was in the comics too. There's mentioned like they've, they've crossed paths several, mm-hmm. plenty of times. Um, and that's why, you know, uncle Owen's line of like, yeah, that was just a crazy old man. He's a crazy old man. Stay away from him. Like we're not talking about this anymore. Um, that actually goes to another another thing that i think people uh didn't care for was the whole arc with with leia i actually didn't mind it now i did not care for some of the like the kidnappers and all that i was like that's kind of whatever but um i think it makes sense and i like that leia's connection to obi-wan when she sends in this message in episode four is deeper than hey i think you used to work with my dad one yeah, time, heard, like twenty years ago. I found ago. you on my dad's
0: phone. Your right, old like you, you
1: were you were at the in the emergency contacts page. <laughs> so I decided to you know give it a try. Um, I like that. Now, you know, having this galaxy spanning, you know, adventure, like, you know, I, I don't know, but it it made it made a lot of sense to me. And I also feel like, and I think this is this is something other people didn't like, but I actually didn't mind. I I like the idea that you have Obi-Wan as the main character, but you're pulling in these other original trilogy characters as well. And say what you will, I mean, there's there's people who really didn't like young Leia. I, I didn't mind her. I think with, with most of the things I didn't like about the show is another prime example of good idea, bad execution. Like, you know, there's one part when they're trying to fix that, what was it, the door to the mm-hmm. hangar or whatever. Like, okay, these technicians... Who are like trained to do this can't do it, but a ten year old Leia can.
0: It's well, things I'm like that like, where you're like, like Ugh. so there's not a droid that exists that can go up and you know snip that wire that you need, right? Right. <laughs> like, but so it, your only solution is send a ten year old up into this wire shaft,
1: <laughs> right? But I look at that and go, okay, yeah, that's dumb, and yeah, that's l- extremely lazy writing, but that shouldn't be a. Um, a judgment, a sentence on the entire idea of having having a young Leia. And and let's be honest, like, I'm sure we could come up with other ideas, but, like, what's something that would truly pull Obi-Wan no, I mean, out of his me, cave on Tatooine? It would have had to be something on that level.
0: I mean, we did this when we were doing the, like, what do we expect to happen uh, to pull Obi-Wan away? And we talked about, all right, the only thing that's going to keep him away from his guardianship of Luke is something with Leia or, like, another Jedi that he was close to. So, you know, mm-hmm. we thought, all right, it's going to be someone from the Jedi Council or, you know, a, a personal friend that he had to go help. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think Leia being kidnapped is the perfect motivation to get his butt off of Tatooine because he's not even given up on his mission. Like, yeah, he's going to leave Luke unsupervised for a little bit. But you right. established that Owen is, you know, can hold his own, um, hold his own. Uh, you know, as long as there's not any fire around, and uh, he's going to go help her. And and I thought the young actress did stellar for her age. I mean that that girl can't be any older than twelve. Oh yeah,
1: um, she's probably what ten. Yeah, um, may, if yeah. not
0: younger. Like I thought she did had a fantastic. Lot of scene,
1: a lot of scenes. Um, she had
0: more screen time than Hayden Christensen. Just uh, let yeah, that he, let he, that sink in for a little bit.
1: Right, which is also indictment on how they should have given him more screen time but no i completely agree it took something of that level of magnitude to get him to leave invested and to leave i think the other part of this uh was because we didn't really get a lot of it until the very end was i would have loved to see more luke more kid Mm -hmm. luke um and and some of the and some of the stuff obi-wan was doing there um that would have been cool but that's a small gripe compared to it i um I liked it I did I I get it it's, it's very flawed I also there's other there's other parts too. you know you could and I'm so torn on this on the one hand I I really like the idea of they have they have their fight on Mustafar and
0: mm-hmm. the
1: next time they duel each other is in a new hope and so the, the decades have passed like I, I like that idea on the other hand if you don't have Obi-Wan and Darth Vader fight in this show
0: <laughs> right it, admittedly i'm going them. to gripe
1: about that too like you can't have six episodes of and mcgregor and hayden christensen back playing their their title characters and not have them cross lightsabers like you just can't now I, for pros and cons but i i think that was definitely the right take and um i liked it like again it, it does it does it top mandalorian for me no no uh and and luke's come return in mandalorian like it's still i would say that scene oh yeah his hallway scene yeah in in all of the post or not post disney and all the disney era star wars tv shows live action or animated that is the number one scene for me hands down is luke's return luke hands hands down.
0: down Um. Luke's one robotic hands down. Uh, <laughs> I, I, and I think when it's moments, and I feel like that's all Disney has given us in mm-hmm. this, this Disney era is they're really good at giving us the star Wars moments, but there isn't this continuous thread of, uh, like, it, it, with the exception of The Mandalorian that I feel like, you know, a, as much as season one was very episodic, like, you know, all right, tune in for this week's sci-fi western adventure. Season <clears> two, I felt like from from episode to episode, there was this continuous arc that kept me invested. In this one, I felt like I'm mining for golden moments and a lot of what the crap Bantha Poodoo in between. Um, it, it, but that has been what we've come to expect of Disney Star Wars is they're gonna give us these great moments, and then we got to just sit there twiddling our thumbs like, oh, what what are you doing on screen right now? Um, and interestingly, unlike Mandalorian, Obi Wan had one director because it was Deborah Chow the mm, whole that's way right. through. That's right. I didn't think about that. That's right. It had a different writer for every episode, and so uh, mm. I wonder if, uh, you know, one of my arguments with Mandalorian Season 1 is I felt like, all right, Episode 6 feels vastly different from Episode 3, and, I mean, it's because you've got a different director at the helm. Right. Whereas in this one, I feel like the characters themselves I was okay with. The internet is hating on Reva, and I did not mind the actress nor the character. I just didn't like the story beats. Right. And so I wonder... If the reason it feels like, man, there was these great moments, but the connecting tissues just didn't feel right, is because you have one writer not successfully passing the baton to the next one. So you have six... That
1: has been a pattern in the Disney era Star Wars, unfortunately, for most of what they do, whether it's the the big screen movies or the rest of the TV shows, Mm -hmm. is the inconsistency of...
0: Well, that's that's my theory as to why you can have moments of brilliance. Like, to me, my favorite moment in the entire six-episode series was when Darth Vader has his, his helmet slashed in half, and you hear the James Earl Jones voice mixed with Hayden Christensen. Like, hearing Vader in both of those two halves of himself was a scene that I didn't realize I needed as a fan. Like, it was just, it was pure Star Wars gold. Um, and, but but really the fight leading up to that, like, to be told that this is going to be the the, sh- the showdown of a decade, eh, I mean, I, I, thought, I thought the fight in Mandalorian with the Beskar pole and the Darksaber was better, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And not to mis- mention missed opportunity of a lifetime when Vader is standing at the top of the pit. Why did he not say... I have the high ground now, Obi Wan. <laughs> like, why was that not said? Um, I mean, if you're gonna do the whole, you know, hello there at the end, like, come on, acknowledge the high ground comment. Especially if you're gonna put him on the high ground, and and then, yeah. Uh, so I I feel like in this in this Disney era, we've gotten fantastic moments, but it's it's the writing connective tissue that's let us down.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I and mean, I look at things. Very similarly, it's like, okay, why would why would Obi-Wan, and this this is a whole, like, we could have a whole <laughs> wait, episode on why, this. Wait,
0: um, if this is what you're about to say, why would Obi-Wan, after Vader has just admitted that, no, I've killed Anakin, he's dead, well, then my friend is truly dead. Why would he not finish the job? Yes, yes. Like, you understanding. Know me, you know me so well. You know yeah, well, me so well. I knew well. it's where you are going because every Star yeah. Wars fan was there scratching their heads going, all right, well, I know Vader can't die. But yet the way you crafted this scene, why would Obi-Wan not finish the job? Like, if you're going to make this, like, I understand why they did it. It's to soften the whole lie of, like, oh, well, Darth Vader murdered and killed your father, Luke. Mm -hmm. You know, I was always fine with the whole, well, from a certain point of view. Like, I didn't need someone to come in and defend Obi-Wan's decision to choose Mm -hmm. that spin. So to be, like, okay, so you're going to have Hayden Christensen's Vader say this. So that it somewhat justifies Obi Wan telling Luke that no Vader did kill. I mean, Vader himself said that he killed Anakin. Mm-hmm. But if Obi Wan then goes, "Okay, then my friend truly is dead." Then if his friend is dead, then there is no motivation he has to not kill Vader, especially yeah, the, if, the he yeah, if he knows the Who's consequence. Yeah, like he knows the consequence for
1: murdering millions
0: his entire order for murdering children like he (laughs) saw the tapes and and this is one question I wanted to ask your opinion on because to me it was a pill that I I chewed it around I swirled around in my mouth with some blue milk you know took a day thought about it you know took another one in the morning and just could not swallow was the rewriting of Obi-Wan not knowing that Darth Vader was Anakin like they did it for the whole like (gasps) moment but I'm like but he knows he saw he saw the Jedi archive footage of Palpatine freaking calling him like Rise Lord Vader like he yeah. knows even with him being a meat carver on Tatooine he would have known or heard of Darth Vader so to me I did not buy this whole like Anakin still a lot like no he would have known which yeah. it, which would have afforded more screen time for PTSD rather than the whole crestfallen you know all hope is lost why am i still here
1: <laughs> yeah and i i agree and i think it's one of those it's one of those things too when i think back to like uncle owen and he's like oh like you trained his father you know i think we all we're all thinking he's he's saying oh yeah like you trained his father you know the guy who's created an empire that's ruling the galaxy and responsible for the deaths of countless and people. And that's what I
0: thought he but, meant. But he, he doesn't that line. He mean,
1: Oh, his dad who went to the dark side, he ended up having to kill him on Mustafar, just assuming that he's, he's dead. And who knows? I don't know. Maybe that opens up a whole new Avenue of like, what did Obi-Wan tell uncle Owen about what happened? But I <laughs> like the idea of, of uncle Owen, like we were saying having one of the, like the deepest darkest secrets of the entire galaxy and being this lowly farmer who knows it. Yeah, and I mean, you're right. I think your farm from a, from a plot like story standpoint, I wouldn't have minded there being, you know, Obi-Wan being unaware, just assuming that Anakin died on Mustafar. Um, but it does, it just doesn't make sense because he, it's very clear in episode three that he, that he knows and you're not going to have this guy with the 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 stature and and presence of Darth Vader, who everyone in the galaxy knows, uh, going around and Obi Wan being like, hmm, "I wonder if that's the same Vader that Anakin was dubbed by." Probably like, yeah, "That's weird. Not, Vader." That's not happening. Huh. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, again, it's one of those things that I, I like the idea. I could have gone along with it if it if it if it made sense and it and it. And it just doesn't. Um, with to, what it to me, been it, it felt like and you don't need it. You it don't felt need like
0: it. Well, well, I and I felt again you could have you could have dug more into the PTSD rather than this oh, big revelation that he doesn't realize it's him. It, to me, it felt like a a writing shortcut. Like mm. the director just wanted to have this scene. They wanted to be able to direct Ewan McGregor in. All right. I want to see on your face you realizing that your best friend is still alive, but yet is the your worst nightmare. Like, yeah, that's any director's dream, mm-hmm. but it it doesn't make sense in universe. So, so it right. felt like, all right, we're going to take for a short-term benefit, we're going to upend a long-standing assumption and something that just makes sense that Obi-Wan would have known.
1: Yeah, I think one last point I'll make on – on those those kind of things is going back to the um the scene where his helmet is split and i, I thought that was brilliant too
0: mm-hmm. it
1: could have worked you could have had the same moment for both anakin and obi-wan and everything that it means if you had somehow put them in different positions at the end of the fight if you had put obi-wan in a position like physically in a position as you're writing the story and saying, okay, he ends up over here for whatever reason so that he didn't have the option to kill Vader. Like he couldn't have just like cut his head off with his lightsaber or something or, you know, that Mm -hmm. just that little change would have made it work for me. But the fact that he had, he had Anakin slash Vader dead to rights.
0: Oh yeah. The biggest bad guy in the universe. Mechanical butt to him.
1: And, and didn't at that moment realizing, well, and maybe this is what makes it, I don't know. You could go on this path where in that moment, Obi-Wan thinks he's beyond redemption or he should think he's beyond redemption. Just everything that's being revealed. Um, And again, if you just like literally physically separated them a little bit where, and you could make, I could have used the force to do this side of the thing, whatever. um, That alone would have been enough for me to go like, Oh, he, he wouldn't have been able to, or maybe Vader wasn't beaten. Maybe he had his mask split, but he wasn't like on his knees panting, like, truly like kind of beaten See, down. W- like there w- were ways to do it where you could have made it work and i would have it would have been great but that wasn't it
0: well and again i thought what they were going to do with that scene is like he's making eye contact with anakin for the first time because that's the first time mm-hmm. in right. 10 years right. that he's made eye contact with right. anakin now, granted, you made the argument that he's only looking into the eyes of Vader, but, like, he's he's seen his friend. And I, Non-masked. Thought, yeah. I thought he was going to get, like, this big moment of, of nostalgia – or not nostalgia, but, like, this PTSD, like, almost panic attack where, like, he couldn't kill him because mm-hmm. all he could see was the face of his friend. Like, see, like that that's what uh, I thought was going to happen. And so then what it really was is, no, you literally just turned worked. your back on a guy who is dead to rights Right. And yet you had no reason to think that by you leaving him that he would die there because um, that would be another thing. If, right. if he truly thought right. like, okay, he's going to pull a Mustafar 2.0, like you know, he's know, he, not going to survive this. He had this.
1: every reason to believe that, yeah, that he wasn't going to survive that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think kind of putting a bow on it, that's that's a great description of, of how I kind of feel about the show as a whole. Of full of great ideas – some of them mm-hmm. flawed, but most of them really good. Um, but they're undermined and kind of have their legs cut out from underneath them because there's either some, you know, that doesn't work with what's already been established, or that just flat out doesn't make any sense, or um, they just it, it, the story, the story. Well, I guess that goes into, into that just doesn't make any sense. Um, but the idea and and most of them, I'll tweak here, or I tweak there. Would have fixed it for me, for mm-hmm. me. So I think so. Mandalorian still reigns supreme for me as far as the Disney era Star Wars shows. That's going to be a tough one to dethrone. Um, mm-hmm. Book of Boba was was really a disappointment for me. Um, yeah, Bad Batch is kind of whatever. It, it, it there was good moments, but overall <sighs> it was like kind of meh towards the whole thing. No, um, it was
0: more bad than batch for me, man.
1: No, I, <laughs> uh, we had that episode. We yeah, that's right. We had the episode. I think I was the one that was out of all of us probably the keenest on it. And I'm not saying it's my favorite by any stretch, but it was all right. It was all right. This is again going full circle. It's just it,
0: bad batch. This is, is just the Filoni cameo show. That's all. Yeah. Bad batch was was Fair. which Fair. which Clone Wars character can we bring back from the Felony <laughs> Like that's all. Bad batch was. I think the characters are great. I'm intrigued by Omega. I hope we are done with the cameos in season two and just let the characters shine. All right, I'm done. Bad Fair. batch show box no, but, over.
1: But coming full circle, I, this is this is the hardest one to kind of rank and and rate for me because on the one hand. Well, I think I'm gonna have to give it a. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half for me
0: because okay. you have moments. No, you're not far I, off from the internet. Internet, yeah. I, I, think, <laughs> I think
1: that's. I think that's right because you have moments that are absolute tens, and then you have the moments that are like twos or threes. So it, it's hard, but I think overall, and I know there's this call for the people who really do like it for a second season i'm pretty apprehensive about that while no, i would never like, want to have
0: don't blue milk this man like yeah just it, let it be pull up beetles and let it be
1: it it has a beginning a middle and end flawed as it is it 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 has a beginning a middle and end and to and i would never want to deny ewan mcgregor coming back to play obi-wan again like i'm always going to be up for that but do it in what Disney's been doing with most Star Wars stuff now just make it a cameo Have them come back as a cameo you know um i don't know that this is going to well i don't know cuz even with the rating it has i know a ton of people have watched it um i i'm torn i i don't want Listen, them to do the, a sequel the to it thing, because the one thing the one thing we can trust you
0: the one thing we can trust Disney to do is to follow the dollars yep. and with the number of records that this show set i i think the reality of a season 2 is is one that we may just have to put up with and well and i
1: th- i thought i saw somewhere that Ewan mcgregor said if we do it i'm up i'm up for it if y'all want to do it
0: oh Ewan said that and hayden said that mm. um and you know talking about criminal underuse i hope they bring a little bit more of quigon i, I mm. that was that was one part that yeah. i did feel like uh, to li- think of this, he was literally ghosted by his master the whole season <laughs> until the very end. And um, I thought and, that did that tie into? Did that tie into the fact that he was losing
1: his connection with the Force? Well, that is
0: that what they were but, trying but to communicate. What frustrated okay. me that is the way it was conveyed. Is it made it seem like when you see Qui Gon there at the very end, that is the first time in ten years that Obi Wan yeah. has been able to make contact yeah. with him? And I'm like, okay, hold. All the links. Yoda has literally taught him this ke- this technique. I mean, you end there, and you know his That's last agree. interaction with That's Yoda right. is, right. or in the flesh, his last interaction with Yoda is like, "I teach you how to commune with him. I will." Like, cool. And then to be like, all right, so for ten years, it was just a ringtone in the Force for you, like just just you know the the dial tone. And then at the very end, he goes, "You weren't ready for me. Now here I am." Cue credits like that. I understand uh, yeah. that was probably a very expensive cameo. No, oh, I was about to say Disney. I know why he
1: didn't show up more. It probably cost goodness knows how much to get Liam Neeson to show up for But
0: I would two have much, I would have that. rather, you know, when Obi Wan was reaching out to him for advice, all right, at least make it audio advice. Like I would have liked mm. to have heard the voice of Qui Gon a lot more. And than then just had as, the and then and then the vision at the end. end. Yeah. Like See, to me okay. that would have felt more once in line. again.
1: Once again, great like, idea. Slight wrong. tweak you're not wrong just do it a little bit differently and this would have been and and i think again with that that thread running through all the criticism i think if you make those tweaks and you take the ideas and you execute them a little bit different this becomes an eight and a half or a nine for me Mm -hmm. you know you put vader in there more you get these plot points making a little bit more sense and all of a sudden this becomes this becomes really really good um Instead of just kind of good. But what were you t- – if you had to put a rating on it, what was it for, for you? Because I, mean, I also know – I don't know if our listeners know. I know Obi-Wan is your favorite Star Wars character.
0: Yes. Yeah, so so for you,
1: this is a whole other level.
0: So for me, my my trifecta of favorite characters um, has always been Obi-Wan, R2-D2, and Boba Fett. So for me to have received a show for two of those characters has been awesome for me. So oh, I'm if- sure the
1: R2-D2 show is coming. It's I, I mean, they're <laughs> gonna. Yeah, if
0: if they do, you know the you know what's new with R two show, like I'm there. Um, I I would give it a five. Okay. Yeah. I, I, and it's because to me it was half of a good idea, and and the other half was just poorly executed. Um And so, so Oh my gosh. I I I have heard from some that I should go back and binge watch it and that it's a different experience binge watching rather mm. than waiting mm. week after week after week for an episode mm. because it doesn't have the same depth of a Loki to where like, you need that full week just to wrap your mind around the crazy yeah. plot twist and like what's happening and what's the mystery. See, I got
1: that when we were watching um, WandaVision. That was one that mm. I thought like you needed that week to digest what had happened. I hear this though. I could see where just straight binging this, sit down and watch it, it'd be the equivalent of watching what like two Star Wars movies. Yeah. So, um, so that's what I've
0: heard is that yeah. the misstep in this was not even the writing. It's that this should have been a two and a half hour movie that was stretched into a three and a half hour TV show, mm-hmm. and that it, it mm-hmm. And so I've heard from a couple folks, and and I'm willing. I'm willing to see if I would go back and change my rating to a 7 if if you if you enjoyed it in that kind of medium because I'm a huge proponent of enjoy the medium in the context in which it was written. I mean mm-hmm. that's why mm-hmm. I I believe all right, just because it was a great book does not mean it's going to be a great movie or yes. hey Very true watch a movie in one sitting like we were just talking about in a previous episode how to me it is a travesty to travesties to pause a movie and then pick up like the next day or like three days later like you have to experience the movie in one fell swoop that's how it was meant to be enjoyed i mean it's like eat the hot dog don't don't cut it up into bits and eat the hot dog in pieces like no it was meant to be pour some mustard and relish on it and eat it in one big bite right like that's how a hot dog is meant to be eaten so i am curious if the misstep with Obi-Wan is that it was a weekly release show that should have done the stranger things and just, all right, here's all six episodes episodes. binge three at a time.
1: Yeah. So it sounds to me like you and I are just going to have to run this experiment together. When we see each other, let's let's watch watch Obi-Wan together. Obi-Wan together. Twist my arm. All six episodes. (laughs) We'll make some blue milk milkshakes like we did. Uh, do you remember that? A few yeah. years ago? Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. For May the Fourth, we did May Blue the 4th, Milk. It was me, had... you,
1: and Andrew, and we watched the yep. entire original trilogy and drank enough Blue Milk milkshakes to make our stomachs hurt.
0: Yep. <laughs> and we both had our Star Wars celebration soccer jerseys on. That's right. Which, by the way, Which, do you still have that?
1: You that know blue I one? do.
0: You know I Good. do.
1: It is it. Now I will say I've, uh, you know, uh you know, lifted weights and stuff since then. So it doesn't fit me anymore, but, um, it is, well, don't in, throw it away. It was, if it doesn't fit, Oh no, you, no, no, I no, no Oh it. no. It is folded up nicely. It's in the corner of the closet right over there. And it is sitting there for when Cameron is big enough. It's all nice. his to wear. And at the rate he's growing, that's not going to be <laughs> terribly <laughs> far down longer. the road. So no, I've got that. It's funny. I've got this whole, uh, stack of shirts that don't fit me anymore. Um, that, I'm just saving for him. I have a Mass Effect shirt. Listen, this this is Star Wars shirts. It's I'm like these will be come to no surprise. This is worth it. This should
0: come to no surprise with all the similar life beats that we tend to have. I have a Episode One gym bag full of old Star Wars shirts that I am literally keeping for Rowan when he comes of age. Um, Do you still have the one? uh, did you
1: did you have the pod racer the Anakin and sebulba pod racer one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you, and did you that one? Did, oh yeah, I remember that one because when we were like when we first became friends, one of the first times I met you, you were wearing a sebulba Anakin pod racer shirt tucked into sweatpants. Yeah,
0: and and a like a chemo level buzz cut. I'm sure. Yeah. So. Yep.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying you were, you're pretty cool in my eye. I mean, but that's, that's the cool thing. Like I looked at it and I was like, he is living the life. That guy's got t t-shirt tucked into that guy's
0: got a lot of (laughs) self-confidence. He doesn't care what he looks like. He just goes out and (laughs) and bees and he's himself (laughs) probably wearing sandals and and socks. And
1: he's he's comfortable while he does it. So no, I've got, (laughs) I definitely still have that shirt, but uh, no, Obi-Wan, you know, there's a lot that oh, that Disney has to release. There's a lot of shows they have announced. Oh my
0: gosh, so many! I will say we I got think to do a whole episode things... just to talk about Skeleton Crew and what we think that's going to be like. No,
1: <sighs> I and will. Blah. I will say this could have been so much better, but it also could have been a lot worse. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm also I know this is like a terrible threshold, like a terrible <laughs> bar to set. But <laughs> if there was one for them not to ruin. For me it was this one and they didn't they didn't definitely flawed oh yeah definitely imperfect but ruined no if you're the people you know and each their own you know i know my opinion at uh, y'all know my opinion on last jedi that is you know that is a one out of ten <laughs> for me you will never convince me otherwise but there's people who love it um so I, I guess it's it, maybe it's hypocritical to sit here and say this, but like I know there's people giving the show like a one out of ten on the ratings, and I'm just like, I don't that's that's not this. It's not a it's it's not that bad. This
0: was not the holiday me. special, guys. Like there yeah, there were good moments.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Last Jedi holiday special is probably a coin flip for me. <laughs> Aaron's like, if at I have a choice
0: between the two, uh one's so bad whip, it's entertaining.
1: one's a- <laughs> so bad it's entertaining, the other one's just bad. <laughs> uh, but anyways, no, I it was I enjoyed it. I'll I'll say that. You know, it, it's one of those mm-hmm. it's one of those things, it was not a grind to get through, you know, you scratching your head on a couple moments, but I still enjoyed it and 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 had a good time watching it. So let's let's sit down and maybe binge this. And uh, maybe yeah, we'll come there back we go. in a few weeks and and see if our ratings change. I think that'd be a good experiment. Let's to run.
0: let's uh, let's old binge Kenobi this.
1: Old, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you? Uh, yeah, why don't you pull out your your Racer t shirt, put on some sweatpants. We'll pop some popcorn and uh,
0: <laughs> we'll watch this. Thing. There we go, there we go. We'll watch it. We'll okay. watch it in style. Well, something that I will give a rating of 10 out of 10 is having you back behind the microphone, my friend. It has Good. been far
1: is. too long. Good to be back. And if there was a topic that was going to, you know, yank me back in. And it also, I say that like I've like shied away because I wasn't interested. It was it, when you texted me earlier, you're like, could you make it this week? And I, I looked at my calendar and looked at everything else we had going on and just life and everything. And I was like, holy cow, I I actually think I can, <laughs> so I was like, "Seize the moment, block it off, you know, let's do it." So great to be back, and uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll definitely show up every so. Long. I'll, I'll be, I'll be the cameo that that just you know comes out of nowhere. I'm the Qui Gon. <laughs> there
0: like, you go. He's back. Well, hopefully, it's not a six-month gap between the. No, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we will, we will avoid that at all costs. Sweet. Well, something that uh, will be new for you here in Season 3 is the After Show. Yes. Which, if you want to be a part of the After Show, join our patron program. We've got a lot of fun perks. It's a great way to support us. And join us on Discord as well. We ha- I mean, if you want immediate feedback on what we think of a season of anything, our Discord is a great place to get that. I've currently got a lot of hot takes on this Marvel at the moment, so join us on mm. Discord for that.
1: And I also... I also will try to be back on Discord and part of those conversations. There we go. I'll at least be dropping a you know a sarcastic comment here or there.
0: I mean that's that's all we would well, expect. Here. You know, do what
1: do what Kevin does basically a
0: a well affectionate <laughs> sarcastic comment. <laughs> but hey, we will catch you later. Dagum nerds.
1: Game over.